is Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome to our first ever episode. Yay! We are here to take you on a wild rollercoaster ride through the best things we ate, bought and watched, read or listened to on the internet or otherwise. I know, I'm so excited. We're finally here. Me too! I'm excited. It's been been a long time coming it has been um so i thought first of all we probably need to tell people who we are and introduce ourselves so they actually care about the things that we recommend i hate introducing myself like hate it with a fiery passion i love it well that's beside the point because today <laughs> we're going to introduce each other because i felt like that would be more fun okay i'll go first for you okay thanks sophie roberts a beautiful girl <laughs> in all ways <laughs> You are a lead UX designer, but you've dabbled in food photography. That's kind of how we met, actually, kind of. We did. Uh, you you spent a bit of time in the blogosphere. <laughs> Look, let's not get anyone to Google my blog. It's still up there somewhere floating around. I think only mom and, mums and dads say blogosphere. <laughs> I don't think even they say it. Um, and I would say you're a little bit of a book influencer. <sighs> it's my favourite and least lucrative of my fake careers. Yes. <laughs> Yet. This time. There's this time. Lots of so still far. time. Well, you, Sophie McComas, are an editor, writer, and co-founder of the digital content studio Buffet, which creates really cool stuff on the internet for restaurants, bars, cafes, and food brands. A little plug there for you. A little plug. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. Well, Highly Enthused came about because we love to research. We're always texting each other cool stuff we find just around town. Sending each other posts on Instagram. There's a lot of saves. There's a There's lot, lot of, of saves. <laughs> and I would describe us as curious people, which is a complimentary way of saying that we spend an unhealthy amount of time scrolling through Instagram and falling down very specific internet rabbit holes to find like the exact brand of Japanese knives you should buy if you go to Tokyo or like the five best Grenada places in Sicily if you're going on holidays. Um, but we we tend to also force these recommendations lovingly. Lovingly. These recommendations onto all of our friends and families and internet acquaintances. Um, and we thought it was time to broaden our audience and share these all with you. These are the fruits of our rabbit holes, you could put it. <laughs> But the people didn't come here to listen to the intro? No, they didn't. They did not come from the introductions. They came for the recommendations. So without further ado, Sophie McComas. Where are we going to begin? With eating? Yeah, let's start with eat. What did you eat this week that was good? I ate something super delicious from a little bar down in Darlinghurst called Love Tilly Divine. That's one of my faves. It's so good. It's been there for eight years, actually. It's, It's not anywhere new but we should all still visit the places that that aren't new. And it is Chef Michael West's Japanese Vegemite on Toast. I have been told about this and I was intrigued and it also kind of sounded disgusting. So I think you're going to need to talk me through it. What sounds disgusting about that? Like... Vegemite? Japanese? I just... <laughs> Toast? I heard rumours about seaweed, so I wanted to... I need a full picture about it. It's true. It's made from a salted... Japanese seaweed. Okay, yeah. So that is the point at which I sort of started being turned off. Yeah, it's kind of a seaweed puree. So it's super umami, super salty. It tastes like the sea. He mixes that into a beautiful kind of butter that he spreads on hot toast. Iggy's bread, the best 
one of the best toasts you can get, really. Um, showers the whole thing in parmesan and kind of slides it across the bar to you. A great solo dining little snack if you're just holed up at the bar by yourself there. And it's this hot, cheesy, super salty, buttery, heavenly thing on bread that I really think you should all go and eat. Okay, you, you, you might have talked me around. I mean, salted seaweed puree is not something I've eaten ever. Do you like nori? I do like nori. Actually. It's just like nori. Maybe it's just the phrase salted seaweed puree that just... I think it's the puree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There aren't many... But now that... I mean, I like a lot... I like hummus. I like, I like miso. I like puree things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Michael West is, is really cool. He's making a splash with, with his snacks down there. He's been there for a while now, right? Um, I think it's about six months. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. too long, but he's cool. He's young. He's talented. Yeah. Get around it. What about you? What are you eating? Um, so this week... I finally tracked down an ingredient that has like been haunting me for what feels like forever. It's probably only been a few months. Basically, I got given, I kind of picked up two cookbooks at the end of last year. I got, well, for Christmas, I got Simple by Ottolenghi, like the cookbook oh, of Christmas. Oh, I gave that to my mom for Christmas. Yeah, it was the cookbook of Christmas 2018. Yeah. So I got given that, and then I also picked up Dining In by Alison Roman. I know you're obsessed with her as well. Yes. It's amazing. savory granola. Yeah. Um, but both of those cookbooks use Aleppo pepper, um, which I've heard of before. It seems to like show up in American cookbooks a lot more. You don't really see it in Australian cookbooks. And I could just never find it. I like have stalked every fancy gourmet grocery within like 10 kilometers of my house. They always have like a million other chili flakes, but they don't have Aleppo pepper. And then finally, my mom and I did this like trek out to this bulk spice store in Artamen and we tracked it down. But the reason why I could never find it is because... It's not really called Aleppo pepper here, but there's these chili flakes that are grown in Turkey called Urfa or Maresh pepper. Mm. So the reason I could never find Aleppo pepper is it's never called Aleppo pepper here. It's always called Maresh. So I tracked it down. That's a very long way of saying I found it. <laughs> um, and then I've since discovered I didn't need to go to Artaman. It's sold at the essential ingredient, which has just opened up in Surrey Hills, like five minutes from my work. So anything you will ever need for anything weird in baking or food is there. Yeah, I've since learned that. So if you're in Balmain or Surrey Hills, you can just go there. It's probably easier. What does it taste like? So it's a chili flake, but it's kind of got this amazing fruity, citrusy kind of flavor. Mm. I don't know if you've ever like cooked with sumac. Yeah. It, it doesn't taste like that, but it's in that family of flavors. So it's not too spicy. I actually got it because I wanted to use it in this recipe from Alison Roman's book of savory granola. And it's oh, yeah. really amazing in that. And we will talk about that another time because I need like an hour to wax lyrical about how much I love that recipe. Um, but I've also put it like through lentils, on eggs, with pasta, if you're an avocado toast, if you're that way inclined. Um, one of my favorites is I really love peanut butter and honey on toast. And then you sprinkle a bit of sea salt and some of these chili flakes oh, on yum. top. It's Next level. Yeah, it's when I'm feeling fancy at home and I want to like treat myself but also not spend any money. That's, that's how I treat myself at the age of 30. <laughs> but yeah, it's really great and I'm glad I finally tracked it down and now like a whole new world of recipes has opened up to me. Yum, I do love sumac. Yeah, like. another great and underrated spot. And another one that Odalangi introduced loves. me to. Yeah. yeah, he loves the sumac. Yeah, he has that sprinkle. fried white bean recipe with mm. fennel and feta and sumac over the top. Yeah, I reckon you could so add good. a lepo pepper to that and yeah, it would be just great. Sub it in. Because it's not like blow your head off hot, it's just got like a nice little heat to it. Delicious. Yeah, so check it out. So if you can't find a lepo, it's Maresh or Urfa. 
Okay. Very similar. I got it. Well, here's something a little spicy as well. Oh, yeah? What have you been <laughs> listening to or reading or watching this week? <laughs> it is a an app called Dipsy. Why is it called Dipsy? How do you spell that? It's spelled D-I-P-S-E-A. Apparently, the name came about because it was inspired by the ocean and you can either dip your toe in or you can dive right in. It's like a dad joke. <laughs> dive <laughs> under the waves, dive right into it. It's a startup which launched just last year by two female founders. And in short, it's a sexy content app. Hence the spicy comment. Yep. Okay, continue. So it's essentially sexy stories yep. that are produced really well. Yeah. There's a lot of female porn out there like yep. um female marketed porn and i don't really partake in that too much i never never find it's good yeah but this is kind of awesome it's the sound design is super slick they take you through all these different scenarios they've got all these different levels of hot i guess yeah there's a whole bunch of queer content it's a really good way for when you're got a crazy day and you just have to get back into your body a little bit mm-hmm. heaps of shit on your on your mind you just want to relax want to feel in the mood want to get in the moment it's kind of helpful for that and it's such an interior medium yeah audio. i feel like audio as i'm sure everyone right now is experiencing it's a very intimate mode like especially when you've got headphones in and it's like a little private bubble you can listen to it on the bus outrageous you can listen to it while you're solo dining, eating your Japanese toast at <laughs> Love Dilly Divine. Michael West might give you some weird looks. Oh, yeah. It's private. It's quite cinematic, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to... It's sex. Like, <laughs> they have sex. It's kind of dirty. I think it's interesting. The sound design is beautiful. It's really crisp. They describe, like, the interiors of the Airbnb that they're having sex in in Tulum. Right. So it's, like, really for the older millennial. Like, house, household porn mixed in to like porn <laughs> exactly there are five free stories you can listen to on it they're all kind of different grades vox describe it as a hornier headspace which right. i think is pretty funny tell me the voices are better than that headspace guy though because oh, he's so annoying I, I had to delete headspace because i was like you're making me mad rather than sending me to sleep the guys are all really like respectful and <laughs> treat their ladies nicely <laughs> But not in like a turny offy way. It's good. <laughs> Something that really stands out about it is the is the design, is the aesthetic of it. The yeah. fonts are all really cool. There's really cool kind of cover art, I guess. The descriptions of it are all really well written. And it kind of just draws you in. You're not embarrassed to have this kind of gross app on your phone. So is it like, so you said there were five free stories. Is it, how does it work otherwise? Do you like? Yeah, so it's a subscription model. So you can pay around nine US dollars a month, which I think is like 14, 15 dollars Australian, or you can pay an annual fee. And then I think there's around 50 stories on there. They keep making content all the time. So I guess the money goes to them creating, creating new stuff. They're big in startup land they raised 5.5 million in venture capital last year yeah and they've just launched so i don't know something to check out and it's two female founders as well yeah which is cool i know i'd be intrigued if anyone else is listening to this already or if this is the first people have heard of it because i hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it to me yeah i think there are others out there Mm. um i'm sure there are varying grades of recording quality (laughs) and explicitness but yeah it's kind of cool Well, my recommendation this week is a lot tamer 
I guess, but also female focused. Boring. Boring, yeah. So just tune out now, guys. I've, I'm dropping the ball. So I'm recommending a book that I read recently. It's Circe by Madeline Miller. So I'm not going to lie. I picked it up because I saw it floating around on Instagram, um, on, a, on the Instagram like accounts of a few women who I follow who I like really trust their book recommendations. It's a great source of book inspiration. It is a great source of book inspiration. As long as you follow like people who you trust because there's a lot of people who like just post the same book that everyone else is reading but it's yeah like, crudo olivia lang on every beach shell yeah look it was a very good book but yeah it's definitely like the cover porn thing is a real thing like normal people every other person on the planet seems to have read it yeah. also an excellent book but like there are other books guys like lots <laughs> lots of other books one of them is this one so i picked it up kind of on a whim I saw it at the library and then I'd seen the cover and I was like okay I'll check it out and I'd been reading like a kind of dry non-fiction book and I just needed something that seemed a little bit more light-hearted or just more like easy to read and I wasn't actually 100% sold on the premise so basically the whole premise is that it's a reimagining of the life of Circe who is the Greek goddess of witchcraft she's actually mostly famous for being the witch who liked to turn men into pigs Basically, she kind of gets exiled from the immortal realm that she's been living in because of something she does. And then she gets exiled to this island. And then the story spans like thousands of years of like myth and history. I guess it's a feminist retelling, especially is that it just like centers a female voice at a time that's usually not that female centered, I guess mythology not normally about women but uh, yeah so I wasn't completely sold on it but then when I picked it up it was like one of those books I could not put down I was like one-handed the whole weekend like started on Saturday read it and was like okay I'm gonna have to cook one-handed and I'm gonna have to like talk on the phone and like keep reading it's just like I love when that happens and I hadn't had it happen for so long yeah and it was rare. and it was an unexpected one which is always good when you're mm. like eh, this will be fine and then you're like oh my god I have to finish it in like two days and what I also really liked about it so it sprawls these thousands of years and all of these familiar half-remembered stories like you might have learned when you were a kid. I think I was telling you, I'm sure I had one of those kids' introductions to Greek myths that I read when I was like 10. So you'll hear like Ulysses, Medea, Hermes, Apollo, like all of these names that you know but maybe don't really remember the stories and then like kind of re- get reintroduced to the story. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing and I really, really enjoyed it. And now I need to check out her first book, which I think is also a reimagining of another myth. Yeah, I loved it. After you told me about it, I went hunting high and low and could not find it for three bookshops. Oh, my God. I know. It's either really popular or really obscure, but I think it's just really popular. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) And if not, it will be really popular now that I've recommended it. I couldn't put it down either. I was reading it in the bath. I was reading it on the couch, which I just never do because I always just turn on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it's really Better than Netflix, guys. I don't know if there's any more resounding a recommendation than that. We've actually got a little clip of Madeline Miller reading from Cersei for you guys to listen to, so let's, let's listen to that. I would watch them scrabbling and crying in the sty, falling over each other, stupid with their horror. They hated it all, their newly voluptuous flesh, their delicate split trotters, their bellies dragging in the earth's muck. It was a humiliation, a debasement. They were sick with longing for their hands, those appendages men use to mitigate the world. Come, I would say to them, it's not that bad. You should appreciate a pig's advantages. Mud slick and swift, they are hard to catch. 
low to the ground, they cannot easily be knocked over. They are not like dogs. They do not need your love. They can thrive anywhere, on anything, scraps and trash. They look witless and dull, which lulls their enemies, but they are clever. They will remember your face. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, and also, you know, turning men into pigs. So true feminist icon for the Me Too era. <laughs> okay, so next thing, what have you bought this week? Well, I didn't buy this. You gave it to me. Cheating Thank already. You. you bought it for our wedding present. It's the Maison Balzac water carafe. Ah, so good. It's beautiful. We were so, so happy to receive this from you, <laughs> even though it was on our list from the beginning. Yeah, I just followed the instructions. <laughs> so we have a, a lavender one and they come in all different colors, but Maison Balzac is a incredible company founded by a very stylish French lady so stylish. called Elise Pioche who is a, an ex-fashion buyer and she started a brand initially in candles. Um, you might have seen her beautiful candles around town. They have like a flame mark on the mm. box. Um, and she she's actually an awesome person to follow on Instagram because yeah. she's since moved back to France and is renovating a chateau somewhere. Very cool. Truly the dream. But she expanded her range from candles into other kind of lifestyle homeware items. And everything she creates is born from a memory of her of her grandmother growing up in France. And she's done a beautiful shawl that's inspired by her. Um, the matchstick box that she makes mm. is inspired by my grandmother as it's well. It's like a lobster-shaped something. Is that like the... Yeah, that's a matchbox yeah. box. It's yeah. really cool. Matchstick box. Um, but the the water craft is just one of the best things I we own. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> I always have a water bottle by my bed. I have one on my desk. But now this really brings me unbridled pleasure. I know. It's just Pouring so, water. So pretty. And but hydration is key. I really wanted one when I bought it for you and then I was like eh, it's a present I'm gonna give it to you and then I spent one day like I was in bed and I was reading as I do and I literally had to get up to refill my water glass like four times and I was like you know what I'm buying a carafe <laughs> that is literally what the carafe is for and it has definitely improved my hydration levels yeah it's such a simple thing to have water poured out of a nice thing instead of just guzzling it from a, from a water bottle. Like a plastic water bottle. <laughs> yeah. And now I feel like everything I'm saying sounds weirdly sexual. I'm sorry, readers. I mean, listeners. <laughs> you did. You did set the tone <laughs> earlier. Um, um, but it's it's gorgeous. It's got this big kind of... Uh, <laughs> what does it have? What, what does it have, Sophie? It's a got big a what? long neck <laughs> and a big booty. And it's got a big, I guess, kind of main body to it. A really long, gorgeous pouring neck. It's it's mouth-blown glass, apparently mm-hmm. from the grasslands of Mongolia. Yeah, I read that on the side of it, and I was like, I didn't know that was a thing that Mongolia was famous for, but now I will always associate it I to Mongolia. I trust that she has found the best place to get things mouth-blown. Um, it comes in all different colours, like smoke and lavender and teal and amber, all really evocative names, and then they get a bit more basic, like green. Which is actually the one I chose. <laughs> it's a really nice Beautiful green. Beautiful colour. <laughs> They come with a little goblet on top, so you have a kind of built-in water glass for one. I keep ours on the back of our bed. We have a kind of platform at the back of our bed. Yeah. Because my dog drinks out of my nighttime water glasses and it makes me sick. Yeah, that's really gross. (laughs) And now it's not happening anymore. I know, because it sits like a little lid on the top. Yes, you can buy it from, oh, you can buy it from all around. I think um, Inku stocks them. Yeah. But you can buy them straight off her website. Yeah. And you should. It's direct. 
<laughs> what about you? What have you bought this week? So a couple of weeks ago, I went down to Melbourne for work and to see some friends. And I finally made it to Mr. Kitley. Oh, yeah. That store looks so cool. Yeah. It's a homewares store on Sydney Road in Brunswick. I have literally just like loved it from afar you know there's websites that when you're a bit bored you're like I'm just gonna see what's on there and then I was actually there which is very dangerous but um finally made it there it's like up this like rickety set of stairs everything in Melbourne is like downstairs or upstairs nothing's at street level it feels um and so I'm a person I really like burning incense I have like one fancy Maison Balzac candle which I use on special occasions um but most of the time I am like a two dollar incense person and for the last few years I've just always stuck it in my pot plants the stick into the dirt because it like holds it up what happens to the ash well it just like goes into the pot plant which I realize is probably not good I wonder if it is good or not I mean look they don't look happy about it (laughs) which is good because I bought myself a really beautiful little Japanese incense burner so it's the Nusaku brass incense burner so that's n-o-u-s-a-k-u um all of these products will be in our notes if you decide you also want to spend stupid amounts of money on japanese homewares there is an essay in there you really should check it out yeah. long list of <laughs> long stuff. list of things um so i decided it was yeah it was time to upgrade my incense experience not by spending money on the incense because you literally burn it, it you set it on fire I feel there's a place of fancy incense well look maybe that's when i turn 31 i'll like upgrade the incense so maybe my 40s are for fancy incense yes. but now i'm just Next going decade. to the fancy incense burner but it's really simple it's like just this like little brass kind of dish like circular dish with this tiny little brass ball with a hole in it that you put the incense in um, and it's just really made me feel like a far more elegant and put together woman than I actually am. There's something really calming about incense. I know. It's just, it kind of smells halfway between like hippie share house and like sophisticated world traveler. And I enjoy that dichotomy. <laughs> what is your flavor? Of I'm a classic, like frankincense patchouli kind of, Oh yeah. I want to smell like a wealthy hippie. So that's, if anyone does want to also spend their money on Japanese incense burners. You can get that from Mr. Kitley. So they have a really great website. Or if you're in Melbourne, you can just go in there and do your best not to blow your entire paycheck on fancy Japanese porcelain. And get up in their face. Homewares. Ask where the incense is at. I'm sure they'll be happy to help. <laughs> Politely. Politely. Just be kind. Always be nice. <laughs> well, I think is it's it- time for the Fast Five. The Fast Five is a rapid-fire segment where we cover stuff we're into, but we really just don't need to go into that much. You're up first, Roberts. Okay, well, keeping in the theme of things that make my apartment smell good, I'm really into geranium oil in my oil diffuser. Essential oils has definitely been a recent thing that I've gotten into. I feel like there's stages to homewares. It's like you get into vases when you're in your like mid-20s and then you're like into linen sheets when you're about 27 and then like essential oils is like you're 30 now. It's what's <laughs> happening. So what I like about geranium oil is like I've, I like lavender, I like eucalyptus, but they're both kind of a little bit medicinal almost. Lavender is nice but can be a little bit like old lady, but geranium is kind of like fresh bit unexpected it's like a really nice one to put on before bed or like in the morning to wake up so check it out you can also just use it as perfume i've got a few friends who just like dab it on do you have a really good like a burner or i just have like a diffuser like i just bought like you just put water in and a few drops and then you like set it off and it just like puffs fresh where do you buy your geranium oil um i just get it from the chemist (laughs) there might be a fancy place to buy it from i have not yet checked it out i think i just have like a natio 
brand ones. Um, If anyone has some high quality essential oil recommendations, I might be willing to spend money on that. So (laughs) let us know. Um, Send us an email. My second one, and I can't believe I've put this in the fast five because I could literally talk about it forever, but um, Maggie Rogers' album, Heard It in a Past Life. I listen to this album at least once a day. And I cry sometimes listening to it because it's just so amazing. She's so good. She's um, coming to Sydney. Yeah. My friends and I bought tickets to her opera house show because we really wanted to see her. And then she announced her Enmore show. And we're like, we really want to dance. So let's get tickets to both. So we're seeing her twice in one week. <laughs> so I will let you know how I go. It's going to be very emotional. So that's number two. Number three, random one, cotton on body workout gear. Mm. So... I've recently started exercising more frequently than I used to. And I just like didn't have enough leggings. Like I'd wear them to a spin class and then they'd be disgusting and I need something for like yoga. But Cotton On Body just has like a really good range of stuff. It's like fairly stylish. It's cheap. Um, I like their pajamas as well. Pajamas are good. Um, They just have like really cute little like crop tops and leggings and stuff. So if you're looking for something that doesn't cost Lululemon prices, but kind of looks like Lululemon, Cotton On Body. Number four, this is something I got into over the summer. And even though it's like not really summer anymore, still delicious. This is cold brew coffee. So some friends and I, we tried to sort of get into the habit of getting up once a week and going swimming at sunrise at the ladies bars in Coogee. Heaven. Total heaven. Um, and my friend Anna, who is a dreamboat, would bring like a thermos of cold brew coffee. You just put it, she'd like put it in her fridge overnight with like eight to 12 hours, like slowly drips in and she'd bring ice and she'd cups. She'd bring ice? She would bring ice in an esky. She, she is, is heaven. a great lady to have in your life. And it's really easy to make. So I'm actually thinking of looking into like getting a setup for my own fridge. And I'm a wuss. I normally have to have milk in my coffee. Like I'm a flat white girl, but I can drink this without any milk in it, which is just more convenient yeah and then the last one is an instagram account that i follow that gives me a lot of joy and it's at 70s babes seven zero the numbers and then s-b-a-b-e-s and it's just i've been saying this a lot lately but it's like just got a really great vibe (laughs) it's like all like flicked out hair and sequins and like washed out colors and there's like really great muted kind of dirty colored tones from the 70s it's oh just yeah amazing. Into, the, into the saffron colored clothes yeah lots of just like dusty oranges and weird greens and purples and it's great and like all the women in there are just total babes uh, hence the name 70s babes <laughs> it's just really good i highly recommend adding that to your instagram feed if you want something that isn't an instagram influencer <laughs> Just artists and 70s babes. Yeah, it really improves the quality of my social media experience. And homewares. <laughs> and, and homewares and other people's babies. And food. <laughs> well, what about yours? Good Fast Five. My first thing is the Nobody Denim Luxe Rib Tees. I'm obsessed with them. I've seen you in them many times. I've bought them in every color. They are kind of a ribbed, really close-fitting top. The sleeve is just above the elbow. Yeah, it's like that three-quarter sleeve. It's such a yeah, good Yeah, it's so good. They're, they come in saffron, like we like, black and white. They're kind of like pretty normal, I guess. <laughs> um, they're really good under high-waisted jeans. They're nice for autumn. I love them. Number two is Ballet Studio Hair Clips. It's a slippery slope into butterfly clip territory, and I am on the slide. <laughs> it's happening to us all. Hipster jeans are coming back. I know. Not really. Like. No, they're not coming back. Well, not for us. We've we've officially <laughs> cycled out of fashion because we're like, no, keep keeping the high waisted. No, but they're really cool. They're like chunky, kind of massive things in your hair. They're actually referred to now as sculptural hair accessories. Sometimes I hate 
what the internet has done to us. <laughs> Just air quotes. I'm on board for the sculpturalism. What colour did you get? Did you get like a bright colour or did you get tortoiseshell? Or... I got a tortoiseshell, but I'm looking at the... The kind of pastelish, just single color barrettes that are like little mm. lines. Yep. Yeah. Into it. Yuli's sour beer, the Dolly Aldrin in particular. Yeah, you introduced me to this and now I can't stop drinking it. Well, it was my official bath beer of the summer and I love a bath with beer. <laughs> Especially a sour beer. It's yeah. so refreshing. I'm slightly worried that all the sour beer I'm drinking is doing something really bad to my teeth. Can it do that? Well, yeah, the acidity. Oh, no. It, like, eats away the enamel. Dental care. Important. <laughs> Whatever. I'm still drinking it. It comes in heaps of different flavors. Guava, honeydew melon, apricot. We just drank a plum before yeah, we plum started this podcast. I have to say, I, I haven't tried the guava one. And the word guava just gives me such extreme flashbacks to, like, guava vodka cruises. Oh, yeah. From when I was 17 that I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, they are scarily UDL-like. Yeah. They're really low in... In alcohol, but I really like that. Like yeah. they're less than one standard drink. I don't know, but I think the sourness, yeah, the like sour there's no does sweetness. True. So it's still really refreshing. It's not like cloyingly sweet, like yeah. gross breezes are. I feel like sour beers for me now are what I always want cider to taste like. Yeah, cider never tastes like it's too it. sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Yuli's sour beer, Dolly Aldrin. Get amongst it. Pen fifteen on Stan. Oh yeah, I still have to watch this. It's so good. So it tracks these two girls who are around 13, 14 at the at the turn of the millennium and yeah, just I think they're like a year older than us. Yeah, and they're playing themselves, which makes it even funnier. They're like 30, 30 year olds playing 13 year olds, but they're on MSN chat, they've got braces, they're like having their first kisses. It's really sweet. And it's really funny. I watched half of the first episode and I plan on going back to it, but the vicarious embarrassment I felt I was like so it's extreme. Real. Just the awkwardness. And I think the fact that they are playing themselves and every other actor is a child, something about that captures, you know, when you like hit puberty and you grow and no one else grows and you're like adult sized, or maybe you didn't experience this. <laughs> I experienced this. I was like five, six at the age of 11 and everyone else was like tiny. And I was like, I'm enormous. And that's, I watched it and I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. It's still too fresh. <laughs> and I think it's again, like the early 2000s rehash is just like coming back around. Yeah. This first time is really that era. Yeah. Well, Patty Smith on Instagram is my final recommendation for tonight because Patty Smith is a gift to Instagram. And she you should is. all run into your phones right now and follow her. She only posts in the same way as she writes music, so kind of like spoken word poem almost. And they're really they're really gorgeous and heartfelt and a really cool insight into what she does every day and her family and her friends and she does these flashbacks to the seventies and she's awesome. Yeah. Check her out. Irony is out. Sincerity is 100% back in. <laughs> I think we've come to the end of episode one. I know. I can't believe it already. Wrapping up. You can find us on Instagram at highly enthused, or if you have anything you'd like us to lend our recommendation skills to, or if you have a suggestion of your own, for example, if you can recommend a fancy geranium oil that I should check out, please do. Or tell us how utterly brilliant or utterly boring we are. Actually, don't, don't. Don't do that. Yeah, no, we're very fragile and no. can't handle the criticism just yet. Wait till episode three. But email us at highlyenthused at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to ensure we climb those charts. Yeah, I don't know. We don't quite know how those mechanisms work yet. It's episode one. Yes. <laughs> give us a minute. Just give us five stars and assume that we'll rise to meet that. Thanks for joining. Yeah. We'll be back in a fortnight. We'll see you then. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. 
Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.